0: Hello, this is Brian Foster, and welcome on September 5th, 2021. We're talking about the book, Evolution in Two Worlds. This is part two, chapter 17, Discarnation, and chapter 18, Evolution and Destiny. We're almost done with the book. So this is very, I mean, this book is, I really recommend this for people who have dived deep already into spiritism, and it's it giving you a lot of Uh, It's kind of the mortar between the bricks. I mean, I recommend for anyone interested first, um, let me bring this up, to really go and read the books by uh, Alan Kardec: The Spirit's Book, The Medium's Book, and The Gospel According to Spiritism. And of course, I have my book Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation, on my uh, blog, nwspiritism.com. I have links down below. And that you can download free on PDF. So, but this book uh, is very interesting in the fact that it gets down into really the nitty gritty of information about Spiritism. So, let's not stop any longer. Let's get right into it. So, this is chapter 17, Discarnation. And the way the book is organized, it asks questions and it, it gives you answers. So it says, may we consider the soul's discrimination during infancy as punishment by the divine laws in most cases. And what they're saying then is many ex- existences are ended in infancy, not as external punishment by the, the divine law, but as a result of its work within all of us, since we all exist in the breath of the creator. Frequently, due to deliberate suicide, we cause climatous imbalances in our soul, like tempest that we unleash because of the stubbornness inside of us, ingesting poison, stabbing, or shooting oneself, drowning, or hanging oneself, jumping from great heights, and all sorts of addictions which accountable individuals use to ruin or destroy their own bodies, bringing about premature death with complete disapproval of their conscience, all cause the generative processes and maladjustment in the essential centers of the psychosoma especially in those that govern the encephalatic cortex and endocrine glands, the emotive organization and the hemotopoietic system on the that wrong. Due to the impact of the willful dis- discrimination, meaning you killed yourself, such resources of the soul suffer the, tra- suffer the trauma of the dreadful collapse, for which there is no correlate term in earthly diagnosis. Indescribable afflictions from intermittent unconsciousness to complete insanity take over these tortured minds for an amount of time that varies according to the mitigating or aggravating elements of the guilt, inducing the higher spirit authorities to re-intern them in the physical realm, as seriously infirm individuals living in short-lived physical bodies, so they may gradually rehabilitate themselves with the help of incarnate spirits whose debts are attuned to theirs. And before I go on, let me kind of show what, what they're saying. I think this helps. So when you are in a physical body, you can see here I'm having a picture of the spirit, paraspirit, and body for those on our podcast. So your paraspirit is connected to every cell of your body. And your paraspirit does not detach from your body until it was planned to do so. Everybody has a blueprint. Everyone has a project plan, and let's so say you're supposed to die at 65 on April 10th. Then that's when the paraspirit's programmed to die. But if you kill yourself, then it interrupts the paraspirit, and it's a it's a great uh, disturbance to it, and it it affects it. And if like we drink poison or like I've heard stories of people who've killed themselves on train tracks where it splits the body in different areas, your paraspirit is uh, very traumatized. And so what they'll do is they'll give you a short, very short life, an hour or two, right? Or maybe in the womb. I'm not sure, but usually they let you live for a little bit. And what it does is it tends to repair the paraspirit. There's a great, great book called Memoirs of a Suicide by Yvonne Piera, And it talks a lot about this. And what happens is a lot of these suicides are just in horribly uh, traumatic states and confused states. And they need a lot of help. And there is a whole set of hospitals that help them. Um, and the other bad, hard thing is that many, for many suicides, is they have they are still attached to their body until such time as they're still attached to the earth i should say they they look at their body they see it decompose but they're still attached to the earth until the time when they were originally going to uh pass away naturally now that's not the be all in all rule there are always exceptions i read about uh this poor woman who was married to this guy she had a baby the husband threw the baby in the river, and, and then she committed suicide soon after. Now that was traumatic, it wasn't her fault, she didn't destroy herself, that was circumstances beyond her control. And they treated her, they tried to help her all they could. So, but anyway, but be prepared. Suicide's never the answer, you're given trials. And what these people who went to this hospital for suicide were told as they went to classes and discovered how they, could work with people work with themselves they're all told the very important factors that whatever trial an episode you think you're going through there's always an end that the spirit world doesn't want you to give up and there's never a way there's never like a dead end there's always some way of victory out now that could still mean death by cancer but then you will learn enough things and if you that that you will be gone in a very nice manner so it will. There's always a way. to never give up hope, and you know, try and keep your character, and your um, personality, and your attitude as, as well as you can. So I, I think that's important. So I'll carry on. Thus, a suicidal blow to the heart, accompanied by remorse, will usually cause bleeding, with considerable loss of blood in those who are reborn for a recuperative treatment of the disharmonized spiritual body. Similarly, self-poisoning will cause a deplorable disarray in the psychosomatic areas corresponding to the red marrow, impairing the production of erythrocytes in their intravascular development with the sinusoids, as well as in the extravascular compartment and the reticulum, giving rise to congenital dystrophies of the erythmium with various hemiotopathy. So these are just like problems in your throat, problems in you know, within your body. Self drownings and hanging will likewise impose maternal fetal incompatibility, in which, after the first pregnancy, the RH factors generally allow to reach the placentia, turning into the morbid condition of the reincarnated spirit, manifested in enthriobalosteus, metallicis, and its various expressions, and the internal crushing of the head. The jumping from great heights and the degradation of sentiment and reason cause in the spiritual body multiple occurrences of cerebral arrhythmia that show up in newborn patients in the form of eclampsia and tetany in nursing infants, hydrocephalus, lethargic encephal- encephalitis, chronic encephalopathies, it- epileptic psychosis, severe mental impairment, Down syndrome, and various illnesses ranging from hormonal deficiency. So, when you see these poor people that are in horrible shape, and this was actually one of the books, I think it was one of the books by uh, uh, the Spirit Andre Luis to the great Brazilian uh, medium, Chico Xavier. And I never saw it in the book before, and it had like a footnote it says, look, when you see someone like this, someone who is severely disabled, say a prayer for them and say, you know, keep up, keep up what you can, try to keep striving through Um, this is this life for you is is just meant to repair but it needs to repair from the severe uh damage you did in a previous life so know well that that person who is maybe can't talk or are you know that you think is completely kind of out of this world is still a functioning wonderful spirit and that they when they go back to the spirit world again, they will be functioning and wonderful and their next life They can be uh, in much better shape and able to learn the lessons they need. The problem is they made uh, a Horribly wrong decision in their in their last life And of course we've, I'm sure we've all done this In fact what they say is that usually people who committed suicide will have the urge to do it again at the same age of what they did at last And so that's urge that you need to resist. In fact, I I felt that too when I was younger and I resisted it. So, looking back at it now, I know spiritism, I must have at one time committed suicide at a fairly early age in my adolescence because I was close. I'll carry on. It is evident that this succinct assessment. We are not addressing the problems of homicide, suicide, which is often followed in subsequent reincarnation by lamentable reactions. So this is accident or violent, violent death in childhood as an inevitable course in the cycle of redemption? Redemption. Now, let's talk about redemption. So there was this wonderful—I don't—I shouldn't say wonderful, but very interesting passage in this in this book where uh, this. Priest was walking along the beach and he was a medium. This shows you what happens with, with the cycle of redemption. And he saw this woman, it's kind of like you know, far away, half a mile or whatever. And she she kind of went to the water and threw this little package in. And he thought, oh, and this is like back in uh, you know three or four hundred years ago. He thought oh it's probably a baby because that's what the, you know some people did back then and he kept walking along the beach and then he saw a man start walking out of the water now this man was was a spirit and he said he talked to the spirit and he goes well what happened he goes I've been doing this over and over again so many times I can't count he goes in my life so you know whenever I'm born, the mother then throws me into the ocean he goes i deserve this because in my last life i was a pirate and when i took over ships i didn't want babies or children around so i just threw them in the ocean so now when he's a new baby he was thrown in the ocean about now it's hundreds of years ago now is that punishment or is that re-education I submit is that the spirit world never wants to punish it, punish us for punishment's sake. No, they want to educate us. And this poor soul probably had been warned before and probably would have had simpler trials before, and through his stubbornness, which we all have, he refused to learn and he still became a cruel person. Now the lesson will be more severe. So he doesn't forget it. He will not forget this lesson. That's how the spirit world works. Now remember, whatever anyone's done, when they're sent to the lower zone of the dark abyss, also called purgatory, there's no eternal damnation according to the spirits and spiritism. Everyone will be able to rise out of that at some time. So, Remember that whatever anyone has done, there's always a chance for redemption and there's always a next life for those people to improve and the next and the next. God is just and God loves us and he's going to let us have our free will to be as destructive and stupid as we want until through the stimuli we get when we're on earth and in the spirit world too. We learn that violence and greed and selfishness and pride aren't the answers. And it's something we have to work here on Earth, too, because, after all, what is our culture? Our culture encourages materialistic behavior, greed, and pride. Sad, that will change. Okay, let me carry on. Um, The above-mentioned diseases, however, affect the life of the physical vehicle at different times, usually from life in utero to 18 or 20 years of age in the new lifetime and as we can see they are secondary diseases because their etology resides in the complex structure of the soul itself. We must also remember that all patients of this type are led to other spiritual patients. Men and women who have corrupted their reproductive centers by emotional delinquency are reiterated crimes of induced abortion in recent lifetimes, so that while serving as caretakers and guardians of fellow spirits who have sullied themselves before eternal justice, they may recover too regenerating themselves through the loving devotion with which they struggle and weep while assisting their children condemned to death or afflicted from birth so everything's interconnected right these people who have had experiences like that or have been with that or maybe even caused people to commit suicide they're 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 put together in the next life the spirit world this is why i tell people forgive 7 times70 and don't don't create elaborate plans for revenge. The spirit world does not like unresolved conflicts. Hence if there's someone that you are really against or there's someone you did a great injustice or they did a great injustice to you and you haven't forgiven them, somehow some way you'll your path will be interconnected in your next life they want everyone reconciled there even if you you know you can reconcile in the spirit world too it's much better but they want everyone reconciled with, with each other it's very important love is always the answer no matter what anyone has ever done to you you don't have to worry about teaching them a lesson the spirit world Remember what he just said, eternal justice. The spirit world understands what needs to be done to teach that person what they did was not a great idea. They're not punishing them. They are educating them. Everything is for their edification. It's like a five-year-old painting on the wall. You don't punish them, five-year-old, but you want that five-year-old to remember not to paint on the wall. So you tell them, no, you're not supposed to paint on the wall, and you put them in a corner. Now, that five-year-old will think you are the worst parent in the world because, after all, they should have the right to paint on the wall. They're just having fun, and they'll get really mad at you, and they'll think what you did was horrible, and the whole thing was horrible, but they will forget after a while. Same thing with us. We will think that what we went through is horrible, but we will, at some point in time, understand that was necessary, and that, that pain, which the Spirit world says, pain is the great teacher. Will help us reform our character and personality for the better. Okay, I'll carry on. Therefore, according to what we have observed, existences that are cut short at the dawn of the rebirth in a dense body are rarely terminal markers for an indispensable trial on in the human pathway. In most cases, they are brief courses of assistance or treatment of the spiritual body that has become imbalanced through our excesses and recklessness. Compelling us to recognize with the Apostle Paul that our instrument of manifestation, whatever it may be, is the temple of divine power, through which an association of body and soul, we are obliged to perfect ourselves and improve our lives in continuous praise of God. Now, the next question is: Are there cases of discardation where the spirit is away from the body? For example, in the lower zones where the body is comatose? And the answer is. From the point of view of the exteriorization of thought, this can very well happen because heaven and hell, expressing equilibrium and disequilibrium, enjoying suffering, invariably starts within us. So what he's saying is that you're in your own point of view, but I would say the vast majority of time that you are in that body because they want you in that body when something happens, because that is part of the lesson. Okay, the next question. Do incarnate spirits who have suffered severe mental impairment immediately return to spiritual lucidity after incarnation? Now that's a good question. That's a question I've always asked myself even before I came a spiritist. What happens if like I you know, because I believed in God before I came a spiritist, I believe in God, but I thought, well, like if I get a bad head head injury and I'm like I'm a, you know, really disabled, am I disabled in the spirit world? And the answer is no. Your physical brain is just like that picture I showed you. It's connected to your, your perispirit. Your spirit brain is totally whole and fine. So it's just your physical brain that's affected. But what they say is, this never happens for severe mental impairment requires convalescence. whose duration naturally varies according to the degree of the patient's spiritual growth in the process of readjustment. What does that mean? Well. This is what it means. It means that how you passed over, let's look at this picture again. How you passed over is how you think you are. Many people do not understand about the spiritism and the spirit world and what happens. So when people people physically die, they lose that cocoon. They think that's the state they're in. And if you've had a... uh, Uh, emphysema or bad wound, or stomach aches or you're an alcoholic and if you don't have a drink you have withdrawal symptoms or whatever when you go into the spirit world your mind right because thought is action in the spirit world your mind still thinks you're in that state and therefore you experience pain now when they say it takes a long convalescence it means you've got to go through these spirit hospitals, and they teach you that this is in your mind, and they'll give you magnetic passes, and they will they will get you where you you know that that you don't feel pain because you're immortal you're not going to die, and your mind controls your body, and your mind makes your body what it looks like. But for some people, it takes a long time to recover. And in fact, there's instances of people who do not know how to read and write, and they pass over. And they went to the spirit world. Even though they had previous lives where they knew how to read and write, they didn't think they knew how to read and write. And they started relearning again how to read and write. And because, so why? Because for many spirits, remembrance of your past lives can be too shocking. Now, this person that could read and write was probably sent to be a very poor person in, uh, in an area where education was was severely limited, uh, and so obviously they could learn to be humble, etc. And it was usually means that their past life, they they grabbed power, they were corrupt, they you know took advantage of others, and therefore they let that person grow spiritually. But intellectually, it was not important. And as a rule, being growing intellectually is not that important here because intellectually you're so superior in the spirit world. So at the right time when that person is emotionally ready to understand their past life, then they will. But they won't let it shock you because, you know, you read so much about people wanting past life regression, right? They wanna see if they were a king or a queen or someone famous. And I am always thinking after what I've read in spiritism is you don't want that because the more powerful you were, the more, the more ability an opportunity you had to do horrible things to people, and hence the more lives it will take to repair all the damage you did. There's a story about this one woman who was the queen of Spain. Now she was not a bad person, but she signed documents from the Spanish Inquisition so they could torture people. Of course, they were a completely corrupt organization, very sad, and she spent Life after life, finally said, Look, I've got to get rid of this. And then she spent a whole life bedridden in terrible shape. God bless that lady. So, this is why be careful what you want because this will be a test for a lot of people. That's why, again, uh, what's in the Spirit's book? What's the hardest trial to be rich? That's the hardest trial. Why? Because you have the most opportunity to act like a horrible person, and you can get away with it. So remember that. Very interesting, is it not, once you get into this. Once you understand the whole process of karma, how it affects our, our next life, and how karma and how our deeds from our past life affect this life, what you are and what the, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses and looking at the super yachts that are, parked in Monaco and other places, becomes like, well, God bless them. You know, I hope they're okay. You you just lose all envy and jealousy. And it's almost like, you know, I I hope they make good decisions because it's a tough one. And you don't really, you have to be extremely prepared to live with extreme wealth and power and i think uh hopefully more and more people as our whole collective humanity matures can handle that better i know i have not done in the past i've been told i've not done that in the past and uh that's why i have no power this life which is great okay um another question do incarnate spirits who have suffered severe mental impairment immediately return to spiritual acidity after this carnation And the answer is, this never happens for a severe mental impairment. requires convalescence. Okay, I said that one already, so I talked about that one. Okay, that was the end of that chapter. Now, chapter 18, Evolution and Destiny. The question is, is evil figured into the contents of our destiny? The answer is, no one is born destined for evil, because such a condition would derogate the fundamentals of the eternal good, upon which the work of God is erected. The spirit born into earth, into the earthly cradle belongs brings with it the expiratory trial or redemptive task that is chosen for itself in conformity with its debts. Again, every action has a reaction, every deed, right? This you know, to, to you know, to to what you've done is what you're given. It's all this, and in fact, they they talk about karma in in uh, hinduism buddhism christianity all sorts all sorts of re, uh, religions and, and confucius talked about that is essentially is what you've done in the past always catches catches up to you oh, and then now this is interesting so it's not just the individual so this is this is a very interesting uh point and i talk about this in in a couple of my books and one is in how spirits guide us but this is what he says that's book three of spiritism this process follows the same principle that governs earth societies in which if a certain man for instance is convicted is a convicted evildoer he must be isolated in a suitable correctional facility to be re-educated however if he's only a learner in the field of life experiences with depths and credits but no serious wrongdoings to redeem it is fitting to ask the higher spiritual authorities that preside over his activities to give him the kind of work or struggle he feels most capable of carrying out for his spiritual growth nevertheless we need to understand that if he perpetrated sorry get some water a crime for which he is liable to dolorous punishment he is not in turn in the penitentiary or repertory endeavor in order to deliberately commit worse crimes, which would only serve to increase his already existing wrongs before the law. It is natural for debtors involved in this or that form of atonement to experience strong impulses and relapses into the wrong in which they failed. Impulses and relapses as strong as the moral wrongs they committed. However, their trial must be assimilated as a means of recid- recidification and never as an expansion valve for incurred debts. Thus, no one. Is destined by the higher plane to relapse or be wicked, indolent, or morally delinquent, with justified acts of larceny, prostitution, or idleness, homicide, or suicide. As we recapitulate our experiences, we do indeed feel the impulse to enter into this or that unworthy pathway in this or that sector of our life. But this is the influence of our past, inciting us with the temptation originally all of our own to become again what we want were that. We were once in opposition to what we must be. Now, the point I wanted to make for I finished reading this part was that this applies not just to individuals, this applies to governments, cultures, organizations. Everyone, every organization is looked at as their accumulation of where they are. Are they corrupt? Are they, uh, do they do good? Are they there for, you know, just for their own profit and not care about anybody else? So if you're a company that has just, you know, raped and pillaged figuratively all these different areas and been horrible to people, then that company will not survive. Something will happen to destroy that company. And therefore, that's, we have to be careful. So when you go to work for someone, see what type of company they are, because You don't know what's going to happen to them if they were not a trustworthy uh, corporation and they were not an honorable corporation. Now, I know in this day and age, it's really hard to find. And there's always gray areas in everything. It's much easier said than done. Then another question. What is the amount of time between the stages the average spirit lives as an incarnate and as a discarnate? So the answer to that is the amount of time the spirit world for individuals of average evolution varies with his or her her wise use of time during her or his most recent stay in the physical body. The greater accumulation of knowledge and acquisition of virtues on the part of the spirit, the longer amount of time it it will enjoy in higher spheres to obtain more ennobling resources for a higher ascension. And we've seen this now. Lower spirits may die, become reincarnated. Very fast higher spirits may May pass over and then they will work with their uh, Spiritual mentors in one of the levels of heaven. They will actually take part in planning their next life So they can they can go through their trials and tribulation and know what? Defects they want to repair what I mean by defects is you know what primitive emotions what what's uh you know, kind of instincts they want to remove from their personality and replace with higher civilized emotions. We all have that. That's why we're here on earth. We're all, you know, we're all like young children in some, in some manner where we have our, our, um, irrational phases. Next question. Is there some identifiable evolutionary link on the extra physical plane that is unknown on the earth? And the answer is, Beyond the physical plane, human research will find valuable study material to elucidate the many problems concerning the evolution of the human being. Well, they're not going to tell you. But you'll find out when you're in the spirit world. And next question Nowadays, do spirit and structure still intervene in the improvement of lower evolutionary forms in which the intelligent principle dwells? The answer is yes, because all the sectors of nature count on agents of divine wisdom for the formation and expansion of their evolutionary characteristics. Now that question came from, the fact is, if, well, you know, if you've had, you know, read Spirits and read my books, etc., you'll know that, yes, Darwin was right, in that there is evolution, but but is that it was somewhat guided. And maybe a lot guided, depending. So this evolution, so there are teams, as an example, there are teams of spirits that are given, say, okay, the oak tree. And then they will help guide the subtle changes in DNA and genetics to that oak tree. And then there's there's other ones that maybe are working on a parasite that affects the oak tree. And of course, they will make changes that maybe damage the oak tree. Then the other team will try to make changes to. That damage. So there's a competition. The spirit world sets up competition between te- teams in the evolutionary structure of, um, of the Earth and then other planets, you know, all, all over. So it's very interesting. And you know, a lot of the organization of the spirit world is like organization on Earth. There are departments, there are managers, there are supervisors, there are workers. Um, of course, there but's nicer, you don't, you know, you don't get fired, you and you don't worry about. Ever you know going hungry or missing your mortgage. That that doesn't happen. You don't get sick but So yes, the answer is evolution's always going on and and this I talk about in my uh, my book Uh, How we are guided by spirits We are not done the human race is not done the the human brain as I'm sure a lot of people talk you has not used a great portion of its capacity. In the future, we will become more ethereal as the earth rises and becomes less dense, right? Just as spirits rise, become less dense. As the earth rises, because we're becoming a of regeneration, we will become less dense too. We will have a greater use of our brain. We'll be able to actually glide over the air. We'll be able to communicate with the spirits much more. We'll be able to read minds, all this stuff, we have within us all the the foundational attributes we need but we'll still change they also tell us is that you know you know if you think that you really love your race or or you know how you look whatever goes don't get wedded to that don't think you're superior all this is going to disappear that's why all this talk about victimhood and all that it's it's all just it's a waste of our time, unfortunately. I'm sure a lot of people are very, uh, you know, excited or interested in it. But if you take the, the immortal spirit point of view where you're alive forever, and what you are in this life is so, is is like, you know, if you divide 80 years into infinity, you get a very small amount, like nothing's gone. So don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Whatever race culture country you know your favorite football team it's all going to be gone it's the only thing that's going to stay and even the earth will be gone someday because then we'll be moved to other planets if or we've already been moved to other planets so everything physical is unimportant the only thing that's really vital is what you have in here that's why you don't need to be wealthy or rich you need to grow your spiritual quotient that's what you need you need to improve your outlook on life and your character and personality that's most important so we'll carry on Uh, among the higher animals beneath the human being which holds the most extensive fragmentary thoughts the answer is this subject will require a long technical study on evolution because there are fragmentary thoughts of a certain sense that are more advanced in certain animals than another. Nevertheless, we can say that the dog, the apes, the cat, and the elephant, the mule, and the horse are elements from your normal earthly life that have been most abundantly gifted with mental activity as a prelude to continuous thought. Now, so what Spiritism has told us that we are thinking human beings, but the difference is is we have free will. Where the lower animals, the animals below the human being, rely mostly on instinct, they, they do not have free will. But again, as, as spirit systems told us anything, there's gradients, right? There's no, like, dividing line between levels of spirits. There's no di- absolute dividing line between levels of, of heaven kind of say, right? There's different, even, you know, as Alan Kardec said in, you know, the different levels of spirits, he said, these are just rough guidelines. There's There's not like you go from one to the other and they overlap. So again, as these advanced animals, let's t- say a dog, because everyone's seen a dog, and we know dogs have emotions, we know dogs love us, and we know dogs have made decisions based on their own logic, not just from instinct. So look at this as the spirit world is training that spirit because they're controlling this more complex animal. They're training that spirit to one day control a human-like, you on this planet, but other planets, a human-like spirit, and they would probably train them first. They probably go to a primitive planet. The Earth is no longer a primitive planet, and a primitive planet is really is, uh, you know, it's very cruel, uh, you know, dog eat dog, uh, you know, survival of the fittest, etc Because after all, these animals have been there; they've lived in that situation, and now they need to grow up. It's it, it's interesting, but our whole culture, I mean, I'm sorry, our whole character. We've we've spent these eons in lower form animals living by instinct and these instincts of survival at any cost uh hoarding you know all this have served us well because we've survived and then when we became a primitive animal a primitive human i should say again some of these primitive instincts have served us well until guided by the spirit world the culture and technology technology of society becomes more and more civilized and now we have to go through this other process of getting rid or sublimating right those those primitive urges and emotions and replacing those you know instead of hate and envy and pride we have love charity and fraternity because now we're working with other people at our level and we're not going to go and live in a world where someone wants to kill us because we have a morsel of food and they don't. Now, you can ask, well, oh, why do we have to go through all of this? You know, can't the spirit just make us nice people? And the answer is I'm sure they could. And again, this is what before I want to go off a tangents for a second. You know, a lot of in Christian theology, uh God made angels. Well, no. Spiritism tells us, and, and with demons too, is no. We are angels, and we are demons in essence. That we are, we are not nice spirits. Now, those anyone who's a demon, or they think they're like a devil attitude, they will eventually grow out of it. And in angels, as those are more advanced humans, and or, or human-like, whatever planet they were on, and they become nicer, and nicer, and wonderful people, and more wisdom and knowledge they become these great angels and archangels. We will be there eventually. It might take me a heck of a long time, but we will be there eventually. So let me get back to what I was talking about. Why do we have to go through this being primitive and then, you know, pulling all this out? Well, first, we need to go through controlling lower life forms because we need to learn how to control all the different cells and all the different control centers of life forms and become more and more complex. It's training us as pieces of very complex logic. It's training us to be able to do that. That's one aspect. So you have to go through that. Now, I think the other aspect is uh, God is so wise and such an unknowable genius is that I think going through these different stages and through billions of years, having just, uh, you you know, how many different, different uh different you know mutations and permutations the word i'm looking permutations of different experiences makes us all unique characters the spirit world doesn't want all the angels to be the same and we're all you know oh they're all nice guys all the same personality no they want they want nice people who want to love and help but they all want them have their own little quirks their own little personalities um they want everyone to be unique, and you think about that. Isn't that a wonderful process? Isn't that a process that any company would want? They would want to to have the most intelligent, best people. Not all the same because that would have groupthink. But they would want them all pulling for goodness and for the good of each other. Right? I mean, it's all organizations, but an organization that would be a good organization. And That's what they would want. That's what the spirit world gets. They're all having us pull together. So anyway um, That's the end of that chapter Chapters I should say and remember uh, Tomorrow night on Monday nights. I have question and answers. I this run the same time and on Tuesday nights I'm still talking about a wander in the spirit land and so I live stream three nights a week Sunday Monday and Tuesday now so I'll Please tell your friends to, uh, to join, and let's talk about Spiritism. And then before I go, I would recommend, after you download the Spirit's book, a PDF, is read my book, The Spirit Realm. Spiritism has revealed the reality of our existence. It really does explain what the Spirit Realm is, what the physical universe is, a subset of the Spirit Realm, who we are as a Spirit, how we advance as a Spirit, what are our attributes, how we are guided, and how we can ascend even when and be prepared for heaven, even here on this chaotic planet called Earth. God bless.